Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously. So, just don't. Through modern times, bounty hunters have sought out and captured thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of wanted fugitives. The concept is simple, but the act of the capture can lead to difficult and dangerous situations. When you think of a bounty hunter, there's been one man over the past two decades that has sculpted the image of bounty hunters, whether they like it or not. Dwayne Dog Chapman was put into the national spotlight almost 20 years ago with the capture of a fugitive that many thought would never have to face the justice system after jumping bail and heading to Mexico. Since then, Dog has landed TV shows, book deals, and probably major kickbacks from Party City after all those wicked Dog the Bounty Hunter Halloween costumes so many people post about on Facebook. His look is, well, interesting. With his long, blonde, feathered hair that usually sports an Indian feather with a very mullet-like feel to it, to the dark black sunglasses with the weird connected earpieces, and of course, a closet full of sleeveless vests, or would have helped to create the image of the bail agent. So much so that he quote unquote made it in the pop culture world by having a South Park episode made about him. But what drove Dog to be a bounty hunter? Why would someone choose such dangerous work? While the payoff could be somewhat lucrative, but in the end cost you your life? Why would someone who isn't married to their cousin choose a haircut like that? We'll go down that road and many more. So grab your bear mace, your Bible, and a pack of Marlboros as we take the blonde bondsman into the courtroom for another episode of Asshole Court. Alright guys, tonight's episode of Asshole Court is going to be on Dwayne Chapman, a.k.a. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Who wants to go first with a little pre-show score action? Uh, I'll take the lead on this one. Alright. I know both of you guys are aware. Um, I love watching a little bit of Dog the Bounty Hunter and definitely did during the heyday. It was very entertaining to watch and... You know, watching him round up some of the meth heads of Hawaii was, you know, entertaining. It was and, new, too. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, your regular old cops. Yeah, was that was the only different. thing that we really had or, you know, spinoffs of cops. You know, so, I mean, all of a sudden this dude is like yelling, hey, slow down, bro. Come here, bro. And like, you know, putting people into headlocks and taking them down. And, Bear mace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a nice little change, you know. And, uh, of course, he had his pit bull, Beth, on his side. You know, that was always... You know, they're, they're playing... Don't call her names. <laughs> R.I.P. Beth. Yeah. R.I.P. Beth. But she was definitely the... I don't know. They kind of switched roles in between bad cop and good cop. And I don't know if I would really consider him an asshole from everything that I've seen prior to. I mean, I think he was acting a lot for A&E and for the show. 
but I know he was convicted of murder, but I don't think he actually pulled the trigger uh, on that. Something we'll we'll talk about today. You know, so yeah, you know, I know that he was kind of a jerk to some of the people that he would arrest, but then he would also be really nice to them on the backside mm-hmm. sometimes. So without doing any major research on him, I'm gonna say out of the gates, I think Dwayne Dog Chapman is probably about a five and a half okay. on the asshole score. All mm-hmm. right. So that's gonna be my pre score for Dwayne Dog Chapman. And I was living out in Hawaii at the time that the show started. And everybody out there has a dog story. A lot of the Hawaiian people were not fans of dog. Uh, <laughs> you can and, tell on the show. Sometimes. Yeah, you yeah, can tell. Yeah. But uh, my whole, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with you. I don't know how much of an asshole he is. I really don't know anything about his background at all. But I'm just like, the dude to me is a giant nerd bomb. Like he's like LARPing as a badass constantly. <laughs> and uh, his outfits are hilariously lame. Well, good for him from being able to create a business around LARPing, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, doesn't make him any less of a nerd, but uh, yeah, I guess. There's a lot of nerds that do that for free on the weekends. It's true, it's true. true. So he's a step above them. And then, uh, yeah, like him and Beth's love affair was one of those gross, nasty couples that were like all over (laughs) each other in public. Like, I'm really anti-PDA. Right. And uh, yeah, they're one of those ones that's like, it's just me and you against the world. So basically, he's a gross nerd in my book. I'm going to give him, I'll start him off, uh, I'll start him off with a five. All right. All right. 5.0. Kind of in the same vein, I definitely enjoyed uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter when the show came out. Like I was saying, it's something new, cool, hip. Yeah, sure. Um, And his character himself, like, I love trashy TV, so you kind of <laughs> learn to like the guy, right? Yeah, it was almost like a wrestler that kind of got ported into a cops. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, did. You could kind of tell it was scripted sometimes, but so is every, you know, supposed reality show. Of yeah. course. So, uh I'll probably start off, you know, I didn't know too much before I started diving into this and, uh, you know, learning more about him. So I'm going to go pre-show 5.0 as well. Okay, there you go. Pretty straightforward. All right. So with a 5.5 from Buddy, a 5.0 from Mikey, and a 5.0 from Randy, Dog the Bounty Hunter's pre-show asshole score is a 5.16. Okay. All right. You guys ready to do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Dwayne Lee Chapman Sr. was born February 2nd, 1953, in Denver, Colorado, the oldest of four children to Wesley and Barbara Chapman. His father served aboard the USS Irwin during the Korean War, and when he returned home, he made his living as a welder during Dog's childhood. So what year was he born in? 1953. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. And where, where was this at? Denver. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. So dad served in the war, came home, and turned into a welder. I okay. like to see a dog in a Denver Nuggets jersey. You know, get rid of the leather vest and he's just rocking the old school 80s Denver Nuggets throwback. Nice. You'd be surprised, brother. <laughs> Dog's dad later worked as a bail bondsman with Aaron Bail Bonds after his son had already started in the business. So he kind of got his dad a job. Oh, man. oh okay. Be humbling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, dad. We're going to go to work. Look here, you old bastard. Is you he- need a job. <laughs> You got to afford a Denver's Nuggets jersey some way. You're a terrible (laughs) welder. (laughs) His father also enjoyed boxing. You might see where this is going. Oh, man. And supposedly was a very physical man who reportedly disciplined his children with physical force if he thought it was needed. His mother, Barbara Darlene Chapman, was an Assemblies of God minister and a Sunday school teacher. Oh, man. Oh, man. So the opposite of the angry. Yeah. You know, she was the punching bag. That's <laughs> where the good cop, bad cop started off for him. There you go, man. But if you've ever seen Dog the Bounty Hunter, you'll notice that the dog wears a feather and what looks like some sort of dream catcher in his hair. Yes. He said that this is to honor his mother and her Native American heritage. Mm-hmm. Dog has claimed that his mother is Native American, being half Chiricahua Apache. 
However, many Native Americans have disputed his claim, saying his mother was not part of them at all. They believe Dog was using it as a marketing ploy and has no Native American heritage. So she has about as much Native American in her as Elizabeth Warren does. I don't remember that. She, uh, yeah, yeah, she's she claims she has. She got background checks, but it always reminds me of the joke: like, what do you get when there's 32 white people in a room? One full-blooded Indian. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that one, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's true. Everybody. In fact, like my, honestly, truthfully, my great-grandmother is 100% Cherokee, but it's so embarrassing Mm -hmm. to ever bring that up that I just don't even bother because as soon as I say it, I can already like hear people's eyes roll. They're like, sure, dude. Yeah. Your great-grandmother was like a Cherokee prince. Yeah, sure. No, I'd go more Irish than Cherokee. Yeah. uh, It's true, but I just don't care that much. (laughs) There is even one claim that suggests Dog's mother was actually a Polish immigrant who came to the U.S. and became fascinated with Native American culture after befriending people on a reservation. Oh, that's way different. Yeah. The claim is she started telling others that she was a member of the Cherokee Nation after that. Her name is Hawkeye Shapanik. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure who to believe on it, but that is the reason he rocks that weird feather in his hairdo. That okay. guy? Yeah, he looks more Polish. Than Man, that looks, sounds uh, more like uh, something that they talked about on A&E, like in the boardroom while they're kind of like figuring out everything for the show. Yeah. All right, you're going to wear a vest. You're going to wear a feather in your head. Mm. What? What? You're, you're part Indian. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I think like he it. I think he did go with it, though, probably. It was like, look, bro, my, <laughs> my Native American heritage, smoke peace pipe, arrest people. Because a lot of people that get into that whole Native American thing, for some reason, they're like, I'm one with the land. You're like, dude, you drive a Silverado to your suburban uh, office job, man. (laughs) The Chapmans grew up lower middle class in a modest house. He wasn't the best behaved child and definitely had a rebellious side to him. By the age of 13, Lil Dwayne decided that school wasn't for him and he dropped out in the seventh grade. This is also when he just gave up on haircuts and went with that style for the rest of his life. With the mullet cut? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple years later, at age 15, Dwayne decided to join the motorcycle gang Devil's Disciples. Oh, okay. it's a hard cool name. name. Yeah. yeah. The Devil's Disciples are your standard fare outlaw motorcycle gang, making meth, running guns, armed robbery, you know, real stand-up stuff. He was 15 in a motorcycle yep. gang? So I saw a little bit of the backstory on that. Um, Beth was in the show at some point. She went to her old house. Dog lived, like his aunt lived a couple blocks down or like maybe like 10 houses down or something Mm -hmm. like that. But she was talking about how she would have to walk to school past his house and then come back in the afternoon. And she Mm -hmm. was like, man, I would pass his house and see this guy in this big leather jacket. And I mean, he just looked like a badass and I just knew he was going to be mine. See, gross. That's what I'm talking about. That kind of trash right there. But hold on. (laughs) I also want to point out at 15 years old, being in a motorcycle gang, what is he? He's like, yo, I got a Honda YZ80. A 125. Those things are pretty fun. They are fun, <laughs> yeah. but as I'm like, you can't even have a legit motorcycle when you're 15. Was he? He has like a, a legit moped. <laughs> so one of those. But what uh, is this like Colorado in the late 60s? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You probably get away with a good bit, I would assume. Mm-hmm. When joining the motorcycle gang, the question many have often wondered came to light: How did you get the nickname Dog? Mm, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I'm, right. I'm wondering. In Chapman's own words, he explains it like this: I was in a motorcycle club. A criminal outlaw motorcycle club. Criminals. <laughs> and I was always like, I wouldn't rob a church. I don't want to rob a paper boy one time. I didn't want to do things like rob a grave, right? I didn't want to do things like that. So I would say, yeah, rob a grave. What yeah. is this, like the pharaohs in ancient yeah. Egypt? I mean. Continue. Yes. I, I guess people get buried in expensive jewelry or 
I just get well, like, hey guys, welcome to the motorcycle gang house, <laughs> the clubhouse. <laughs> hey, you've got a real good scheme going on this weekend. Saw a dude just get buried last weekend. Look, like he had a pretty decent suit on. I nice missed watch. that episode of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I didn't want to do things like that. So I would say, no, I believe in God and I can't go with you on that one. And they would be like, what? I always said the blessing for our food. And in a motorcycle club, food is not the best. Sometimes it's old. So I think I was eating this old pork, right? So I'd better say the blessing in Jesus' name and it will be okay. So I would always say the blessing for the devil's disciples. And that was the name of the motorcycle <laughs> club I was in. He said, gather around, devil's disciples, while I pray to God. In <laughs> All Jesus. bow your head in prayer. We had a guy named Preacher who was not a preacher at all, and he talked a lot. We had a guy named John the Baptist. He did everything backwards. So my president of the club said, you know, you talk about God all the time, Dwayne, and you're very loyal, like a man's best friend. So we're going to name you Dog, which is God spelled backwards. So at 15 years old, I inherited the nickname, The Dog. Man. I saw later on in the show, uh, he was like, you know, people will come up to me and be like, are you Dog the Bounty Hunter? He goes, nah, brah. I'm the bounty hunter, yeah. dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, he said that he was loyal, but he didn't rob the grave or the church like they asked him to. So Seriously, the loyalty thing really. Yeah, not And much what's loyalty. the deal with that? Like, I didn't know that there was a uh, level of culinary uh, critiques for motorcycle clubs. They're like, have you ever eaten with a motorcycle club? Uh, old pork? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> God. I Man. thought it would be really good, you know, to have like a chef. Old pork. All right. Old pork. Mm. September 15th, 1976 would be a day that changed the dog's life forever. Chapman was involved in the murder of an alleged pimp and drug dealer named Jerry Oliver in Pampa, Texas. That is quite the opposite of bounty hunting, right? Chapman, 23 at the time, and three others were charged with acting together to kill Oliver. Court records indicate the quartet went to Oliver's house because they heard he had marijuana. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, But an argument broke out, and Donald Wayne Koikendall wielded a sawed-off shotgun and shot Oliver. Charlie Love retired from the Pampa Police Department. Pampa, and it's Pampa, not yeah, Tampa. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. That's um, Pampers. Pampa, yeah, Texas. Yeah, that's what I thought in my head. Yeah. So this guy, Charlie Love, he currently works for the Roberts County Sheriff's Office, but he worked for Pampa in 2001. He was one of the first officers to arrive after Oliver was shot at the house. Love took Oliver's dying statement as he laid bleeding inside the modest one-story home. It hurts real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Papa. Oliver gave Love's name. Officers pieced together the rest. The next day, Officer Randy Stubblefield arrested Chapman. Stubblefield and another officer waited in the alley behind Chapman's home at 501 Roberta Street. It's kind of weird they had his address. I know. I want to put that on Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Denver around 1976. Yeah, man. That's or actually, thing. Texas. Yeah, Pam- Texas. 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 Yeah, this yeah. is in yeah. Texas. And two officers approached the front door. Chapman barreled out the back door and Stubblefield tackled him. The other suspects, Ruben Garza, Cheryl Fisher, and Koikendall, were arrested the same day. During the trial, Koikendall testified the shooting was accidental and occurred while he and Oliver struggled. The judge handed Koikendall a 10-year sentence. Garza was given a 10-year probated sentence. Fisher pleaded guilty as a witness of the state. She received eight years probation. Okay. And Chapman, who had two previous convictions, was sentenced to five years in prison. He two, but he did time in August... August 18th, 1977. Did they say what his two convictions were previous to that? Mostly armed robbery. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically they took his priors and applied it to the situation because I believe he wasn't Almost even like three involved. three strikes, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, but compounded. I mean, that's also like crazy because I know that there's just crazy laws like that in Texas where it's like in this particular case, it was 
if you're even involved, like, you know, like you and a couple of buddies are like, hey, let's get some weed, man. So y'all go get some weed. Mm-hmm. But then the dude who's doing it, shoot somebody. All three of y'all can get charged exactly for the crime. Dog yeah, was your in accessory the car. after the fact. That's exactly what happened. Dog was driving the car yep. and he was in that the driveway. Is, that is an accessory. Yeah, he was driving the car. Mm-hmm. Some boy went in. Obviously, something happened. Yeah. A sawed-off shotgun got brought into the mix. Guy wound up dead. Yeah. All three of them went to prison. The law expects you to be like, hey, my boy Koykendall just fucking blew this dude away. He's right over there. Not be like, hey, let me get you out of here, Koykendall. <laughs> but I mean, that's also, I mean, there's a bunch of crazy laws like that in Texas. I mean, I remember working for a company where we were doing repos in Texas, and we specifically got put onto this case because what had ended up happening was there's some weird law in Texas where you have a right to defend your property even if Castle you're in default. Doctrine. You know what I yep, mean? Yep. And in Texas, it's like, as a repo agent, you're allowed to go out to the property once per day and try to get the property. Mm-hmm. The owner can say, get the fuck off my property and you have to go. If you come back a second time in the same day, the property owner has the right to protect his property yep. with lethal force if necessary. Yeah, it's called the Castle Doctrine. In fact, there's been a bunch of cases. The infamous one was that guy who his neighbor's house was getting robbed. He calls 911 and is like, they're robbing my neighbor's house. And they're like, okay, we'll send some cops over. And he was there like, do not go out there. He was like, I'm going to take care of it myself. And they're like, don't do it. So he walked out there, shot a dude with a shotgun yep. that was stealing like a TV. And then I don't remember the outcome of the case. Cause I just, that was all I was interested in. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you get to defend your own property and your neighbor's no, property with I legal forces story. necessary. Yeah. yeah. Now in uh, the West coast, there's another thing It's called the white castle doctrine where you could kill someone if they try to take your tiny cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Harold and Kumar missed that one. Dog has talked about his murder conviction multiple times, describing it as I didn't really do it. It's a matter of record. I heard the shot. I was in the car. I think if I had pulled the trigger and been standing there when it happened, it would have made more of an impression on my mind. What the impression was is of a guy dying and in prison. So once I got out of there, I wasn't like really guilty. It wasn't like a planned execution. It was a true drug deal gone bad. I was guilty for being there at the time at the place. I didn't plan it. Once I got out, I'd done my time. It was a mistake on everybody's part, so it wasn't on purpose. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's funny because it's just like I wasn't like really guilty, you know. I mean, I, was I there. don't think yeah. he was in that sense. You he's, know what I mean? Like, well, he's guilty of being an accessory. He doesn't. He's not guilty of the murder, but the yeah. accessory. And honestly, the, fact. the judge probably getting, looked at you know he had lots of convictions. That's the other thing too. If yeah. he had like, dude, been premeditated and all yeah, that, you're a bad yeah. seed. You're, you're going to look. That's what a judge is. That's why they have the discretion to be like, okay, dude. That's why mandatory sentencing sometimes is messed up because it doesn't give the judge that sort of discretion to look at what their you know historical behavior is, but. Like I said, accessory after the fact is a crime, and they use it all the time. All the time. Yeah. So if your friend, anybody listening to the show, if your friend kills somebody, you know he's your friend. You got to stick up for him, but be ready to do the time. <laughs> Let him sleep on your couch. That's but it. yeah, aiding and abetting is a crime. That's exactly right. Quick, before your boss walks by and you have to minimize your screen, give us a quick follow on Twitter and Instagram, and give us a like on Facebook. Your support is much appreciated. Now, back to the action. It was during his time in prison that Dog received some more bad news. His wife, LaFonda Sue Honeycutt, wanted a divorce. LaFonda. LaFonda. Yeah, yeah. The name right there. That's the yes. name for someone that marries yes. a guy named Dog. Right. Dog Dude. and LaFonda. You are cordially invited to Dog and LaFonda's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Their celebrity couple, DeFonda. LaFondog. <laughs> LaFondog. There you go. <laughs> In the Texas State Penitentiary, 
Dog worked as warden's barber, but was also doing hard labor while serving his time. When he got the divorce papers, the pair agreed to split, with LaFonda getting custody of their child. She then went on to remarry quite quickly to Dog's best friend at the time. Ouch! Ouch. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty harsh, man. In prison, and then your wife divorces you and marries your best friend. Day. Man, that sounds like a country song. I right was there. just about to say that. <laughs> yep, that is exactly right. Yep. Got run over by a damn dog train. train. <laughs> Then my wife got the train run on her. <laughs> she did too. Boy. By my friends. <laughs> yeah, LaFonda got done up. <laughs> LaFonda got dogged out. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, LaFonda. LaFonda. Chapman claimed that while serving a sentence, he tackled an inmate about to be shot for attempting to escape. And a congratulatory remark by a corrections officer helped inspire him to become a bounty hunter. Chapman only served a year and a half of his five-year sentence, being let out for good behavior. He was paroled January 31st, 1979, and his parole was officially terminated December 20th, 1980. Okay. Okay. Turned over a new leaf after he tackled the guy. That's it. However, when he was let out, he was informed of the mounting debt of child support he had to pay. The judge in charge of the child support case had heard about Dog's behavior in prison and what the wardens had said about him tackling the guy, right? Yeah. He had suggested they become a bounty hunter, to pay off the child support that was owed to his ex-wife. I told him I wasn't going to pay for it because I wasn't there. I was in prison. Mm-hmm. So he said he wasn't going to pay the child support. Smart. And that's how it usually works. And then they're like, well, you know what? That's a that's a pretty good argument. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, do you know what a bounty hunter is, boy? I said, yes. He held up a picture and said, can you find this boy? I said, yes. He said, if you find him, I'll pay $200 of your child support. Well, I only needed about a week to find this guy. He was my first bounty. So when he got out, he sold Kirby vacuum cleaners. Oh, uh, my God. Can yo, you imagine? Oh, man. Dog the bounty hunter coming to pitch you on a Kirby vacuum. Oh, man. Okay, now here's the, the bigger twist. What if this was like Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and the guy that had the um, vacuum cleaner store was actually the guy that like smuggled people out of yeah, the country? The front, yeah. What if that was Dog? It could be Dog, but I just like to imagine him like pouring red wine on your car. would be like, don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Let me show you how this thing works. It steams. It cleans. It slices. It dices. It chops. It fries. And then, you know, yeah, I don't know. His hair sucks. <laughs> so you have uh, in the Seinfeld episode, the Sunshine Carpet Cleaning Company. Okay, yeah. They were uh, a cult. And uh-huh. uh, they would come in and supposedly try to convert you into their cult after cleaning your carpets. And George was like, really? And he hired him and they kind of saw him in his own element and then he uh, just cleaned and was like alright sir we're done <laughs> is that all yeah and at the end of the episode of course his boss had gotten the carpets done at Yankee Stadium and then was cleaning carpets the next time he saw him with the cult it's kind of funny. oh that's hilarious it's classic so I got a funny uh, vacuum cleaner sales story yes oh yeah a good buddy of mine I called me this. one afternoon and was like hey man my wife and I started selling these expensive vacuum cleaners. They're the rainbow ones? That's the one. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, he said, do you mind if I come out to your house tonight with this guy and we just try to sell you a vacuum cleaner? You definitely don't have to buy it. In fact, I don't care if you do or don't. I just have to do 12 of these so that I can get mine free. And I was like, sure, man. I'll help you out. I'll be one twelfth of that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I can help you, buddy. So I was like, what time are you going to be there? He was like, 7 o'clock. I was like, all right. So that night, I remember this well, I never hear the end of this, um, I got home at like 6.30, my wife got home like probably 6.55, and of course, my buddy and his wife and the sales guy were there, and um, 
Didn't get a chance to eat dinner. Didn't get a chance to do anything. They were like, you guys, hey, how's it going? You know, just started. Did they drop any dirt on your floor or anything like that? Dude, or? they didn't leave until after 11 o'clock that night. Oh. And it ended with my <laughs> wife and I in our bedroom with the door closed and locked. She was like, if they don't get out of here right now, I'm going to call the cops. Man. Yeah, was, <laughs> oh, man. I was like, get them. She said, she wasn't call the cops, but she said, get them out of my house right now. I was like, yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. We're not going to buy the vacuum cleaner. They're there for four hours. Man. Damn, that's insane. Like, now imagine this dog, the demos. bounty hunter, that's there till eleven o'clock. <laughs> oh my god! Takes a hot steaming dump on your carpet. <laughs> Listen, don't bro. worry. Most people stressed out about this, but I'm going to use the suction hose function here to just take care of this turd. <laughs> Listen, bro. There's only one way we're getting this turd off of your floor. <laughs> it's with this vacuum, with the Kirby. Around this time, Dog started bounty hunting on the side for beer money. As a result of his felony conviction, Chapman is not allowed to carry any firearms. So if you've ever wondered why he threatens the folks he's looking for with, I'll bear mace your ass. That's, <laughs> that's why. why yep. yeah. The guys on his team are licensed to carry firearms, but the dog is not. Man, man. it would be a lot funnier if he used like a, a blow dart gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's going around the back. Yeah. He said, oh, dude, I just dropped that ice head. <laughs> I'm about to pass out. I took 10 guys out. <laughs> Over the next 20 years, Chapman worked as a bounty hunter, gaining notoriety within the industry for his ability to catch criminals who would jump bond. He claims to have captured over 6,000 fugitives. Another thing he worked on over the next 20 years was getting married and pumping out kids. You know, he kind of reminds me of Constantine and that shit. Like, he's like, I went to jail and I'm trying not to go back. Is that another one of your sci-fi movies? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all didn't see Constantine with Keanu Reeves? Bro, you know me. I don't oh, think I man. That that, one, yeah. All right. Somebody viewers, listening I'm to sorry. Me. All right. That they don't catch the Constantine reference, but. Was it a do. good movie? Well, it's a Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> exactly. So. exactly. And it's sci-fi. It's no point break. But it does have the guy from Bush on there. <laughs> you did see it. No, you no, lied. I remember it. I remember it. I didn't watch Gavin it. Kevin Rosdale? Yeah. yeah. He was like the, the devil's son in that yeah. movie. Glycerin. <laughs> the devil's going to get you. Yeah, dude. Glycerin. He flew to Los Angeles to find his asshole brother. Yeah, find my asshole brother. It wasn't Los Angeles. <laughs> was he looking for his asshole brother? So like I just mentioned, the dog definitely has pumped out a bunch of kids and has gotten married a bunch of times. We're going to roll through a little bit of his uh, marital history here. Does it say how many kids he has? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chapman's first marriage, as mentioned, was to LaFonda, Sue Honeycutt, by whom he has two children, Dwayne Lee Chapman II and Leland Blaine Chapman. So there's okay. Leland okay, now and aren't, Dwayne Jr. And Dwayne Jr. Isn't Dwayne Jr. in the show? Yeah. That's like yeah. Dwayne and Leland and Tim. Lisa right? and Tim. Tim's yeah, yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get into him, too. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Those two wed in Pampa, Texas, April 1st, 1972, and remained married until October 27th, 1977, as we just talked about. She got raw dogged by his homeboy. <laughs> by his, homeboy. <laughs> his second marriage was to Ann Tegnell, by whom he has three children. So that's five. That's five. Okay. His third marriage was to Lisa Ray Britton, reportedly performed by a Native American chief in the Colorado Mountains in 1982. Why not? That's where the feather came from. Mm -hmm. And ended November 20th, 1991. The two had met just days prior in a bar while Lisa was still married to her husband, an Assemblies of God minister. But oh. The two had separated due to his infidelity. So her husband cheated on her. Mm -hmm. She was out at the bar. That's it. She's like, I'm going to show you. 
preacher husband. I'm going to get the skankiest biker ever to fuck me and marry me. I love you so much, girl. Well, that was the same affiliation his mother was a part That's of, right, Assemblies yeah. of God. So I'm sure that was the line that, uh, well, I don't know if he yeah, even mentioned was. it. If he you try to hook it. up with a chick in a bar and she's like, my husband's a dick. He's an Assemblies of God minister. My mom's Well, there. hey, you know what? <laughs> the power of dog can compel That's you. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. That's, oh, God, this guy's gross. According to Chapman, he offered Lisa $1,000 to have his child, to which she agreed. What? There you go. Was it six? <laughs> his six. fourth marriage was to Tawny Marie Chapman. Tawny. 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 Lisa, that's spelled L-Y-S-S-A, like his daughter, Anne, and LaFonda. There's double S's? L-Y-S-S-A, Lisa. <laughs> that's Lisa, yeah. That's no, his Lisa. daughter. I know, I know, but I'm like, this, yeah, there's, there's phonics, dog. It's Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, If you put a Lisa. B in front of that, it's Melissa. <laughs> it's, it's not Melissa. <laughs> but that's how it would be spelled nowadays. Well, <laughs> yeah, the dog's a fucking idiot. <laughs> His fourth marriage, like I just said, was Tawny Marie Chapman. The two met in 1988 after Chapman arrested her on drug possession charges, <laughs> and she subsequently became his secretary. Uh, oh, yes, fan Living out that fantasy. That's, oh, yeah, on the was desk Was she the secretary while Beth was his wife? No, no. no, no, no oh, okay. Was okay, okay, yeah. Beth so was saying, like, Beth, later Beth, on down the road. Like. So, yeah, he uh, met in 88 when he arrested her. They married in 92 and then divorced in 2002. Okay. Ten years. Oh, ten years. That's, I mean, that's not a bad stretch. Yeah. Being the secretary for a decade. A method secretary, too. <laughs> Methrotechery. Yeah. A what? Methrotechery. Nice. I, I, that's a hard pronunciation there. His fifth marriage was to Alice Elizabeth Beth Barmore. Ah, with Beth. Whom, with whom he had had an on-again, off-again relationship until the two married May 20th, 2006 at a Hilton Hotel in Waikoloa Village, Hawaii. That's, yeah, that's right. Waikoloa. Yep. I don't know if that was part of the show or not, but they definitely had a lot of footage of that online mm-hmm. as part of them getting married and all that. So this sucks. The night before their wedding, though, brought tragic news. One of his daughters from a previous marriage, 23-year-old Barbara Katie, was with a friend in a stolen SUV when it went off the road and hit some trees. Man. Yeah. Police believe that drugs and alcohol could have caused the crash. That accident killed Barbara Katie with Dog receiving the news just before his marriage ceremony to Beth. Dang, Ouch, dude. Did you think man. he consummated the marriage that night, or was he too bummed out about it? He consummated yeah. the, oh, the marriage. Sure. There was definitely some uh, titty fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say crying sex, but. Uh... Ooh, just put it in there like a hot dog bun. He said, I'll tell you what, dude. She's got, I mean, I don't know, you know, but she got some big old titties. <laughs> she got some tigos. <laughs> The wedding still went on as planned, but Dog and Beth decided to break the news to wedding guests at the wedding reception, where they agreed to use the time to celebrate Barbara Katie's life. Ouch, man. man. The, the people that showed up like for the open bar, like, I didn't sign up for this shit, man. <laughs> what? No open bar here? Now you're going to give us that news? Look, I know uh, we're going to do the, our first dance, but first I want to tell you something. My daughter just died. That's like why she's not here. Yeah. yeah, Like, she's just so, you know, but uh, yeah, get some cake. And uh, pour you know, some out. Yeah, if you would like, uh, there's uh, you know beers in the back, and thanks for coming out. <laughs> the first the, dance is going to be in just five minutes. Enjoy the pig. Yeah, <laughs> bruh. So Beth was by far his best known wife, and she was the one that was with him during his run on TV. We all know Beth, and oh, we were just course. talking before the show about the South Park episode where 
She was just a giant set of boobs yep. with a little, hair, <laughs> with yeah, the yeah. Blonde blonde wig. Yeah, yeah, a little tuft of hair on top now, of the Now, like I said, I worked at a dealership out in Hawaii at the time, and a guy that I worked with actually sold them a fleet of the Tahoes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Tahoes. You see the she, black she was the, the one that negotiated with him, and because uh, I was like, well, what was that like? And he was like, she was a nightmare, bro. Like, she was like... Very, you know, swinging her boobs around. I would say swinging her dick around, but you know, whatever. But yeah, she was just like, it's, uh, you know, who I am. I'm, you know, oh, we have the show or whatever. It was, he said it was awful. Was it kind of like Bernie Mac and Ocean's Eleven when he was buying the vans all for that? And he was like squeezing the hand, trying to make it happen. He said she just was very, you know, just basically was like, I'm better than you. Yeah. And, uh, you're going to give us the best deal because we're famous. Yeah. And he was like, we're yeah. celebrities. Yeah. So he got the deal done, but he said it was it was not fun. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, kind of the I won't say fake tough guy, but totally just kind of. Well, it was just bad. I worked, in, I worked in the car business, so yeah. did you. You know people like that all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. come pulling in in a Porsche, and they're like, yeah, yeah, bow down, biatch. Yeah, exactly. I'm paying like cash for this. And okay, I, and I, as the finance guy, I'm like. <laughs> Train your credit, douche. Yeah. <laughs> Have a seat. Yeah. What is that? They're like, oh, no, so the top is 45000 like, tell you what, I'll give you 23 cash right now. Like, all right. <laughs> Fuck nah, off, dude. man. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he may have been lying. He also was on meth, too, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, as we all know, or may not, Beth died in 2019 due to complications of throat and lung cancer. R.I.P., man. Yep. After Beth died, there were rumors that Dog was dating his wife's friend, a lady named Moon Angel. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. They even went on to the Dr. Oz show together where Dog got shut down on national TV. Yep. He uh, proposed yeah. to her on the Dr. Oz show. He said, but this is Dr. Oz, and I think this will put a stop to a lot of this because there was a lot of rumors swirling around about are they together, are they not? Moon Angel, will you marry me? She said no. She quickly responded with an uncomfortable rejection. We're friends, Dwayne. I love you as a friend. Chapman said that he did this just to quell online rumors of the relationship. Now, I did see that like pretty much every wife that he had been with prior to this was a blonde. He has a thing for blondes. You look at Beth. He's got blonde, a type. Big tits. He's got a type. This lady, Moon, she was a redhead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She was the first redhead he went after and he got shut down. All right. That's it. So who is he with currently? He's engaged to his new girlfriend. The great segue, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's engaged to his new girlfriend, Francie Frayne. He hopes to have a big wedding the sixth time saying I do when gatherings are permissible again amid the coronavirus pandemic. What the All fuck? Right, so man? they're already how long have they been together? Um like hell, a week? He, he proposed to her in I think it was she died in two thousand nineteen, like October, I think, and it was yeah. like February of this year. Uh, okay, so he, now he's yeah, already like he got like up. denied by Moon in like February or March, and now he's already engaged Four, to somebody five else. Later, for, he's engaged. Yeah, he's he's been, it'll be a sixth wedding, again, and like so. that's how that. Yeah, you, I never. Dude, people that get one, married give, that many give times. Give it a shot yeah. once, maybe, maybe twice. After that, it's just, you suck at this. You're not good <laughs> at this. You're, yeah, it's but bad. At least in his, I get, to his credit, the dude, last one didn't end, and you okay, know what I mean. Fair enough. So five are bad. Okay, but for real, that guy has had fewer cell phone numbers than wives. I bet. Swear to God. <laughs> fucking loser, man. Kept my Colorado number, bro. Yeah, he's like, and Moon, I'm just your friend. You weren't saying that while I was pounding your moon, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Now, what a fucking weirdo, man. We called it a moon pie instead of a cream pie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I, I waited for silence to put that in. So, <laughs> so, what event put Dog on the map and into the national spotlight? It was the capture of a man named Andrew Luster. 
Luster was the heir to the Max Factor makeup fortune. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ballin'. In 2000, Luster was arrested when a student at a local college told police she had been raped at Luster's home. Upon investigation, police charged Luster with drugging three women with the date rape drug GHB, sexually assaulting them, and videotaping the assaults. Having found the videotapes of the assaults when they searched his home. Yep, date rape. Motherfucker. After paying a $1 million bail, Luster failed to appear in court to defend himself against the charges in January 2003. Luster was convicted in absentia and sentenced to 124 years in prison. Luster's legal case earned major attention due to his family's wealth, and in January 2003, the FBI issued a warrant for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. So the way bounty hunting works is that the bounty hunter will receive a percentage of the bond that has been skipped out on. Also, if there's a reward for the captive of the fugitive, well, that's theirs too. They say the average bounty hunter in the U.S. earns about $80,000 a year. That's pretty good. That's not bad. It's, yeah. I bet they're hour long, though, man. Those dudes are wrong. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. 80 it's a, hours a week on average. Easy. Man. You know what I mean? Chapman had been tailing Luster after a tipster contacted him and reported that the man who had looked like the fugitive was at a resort town in Mexico. Quote, he had been fishing and surfing and partying. And Puerto Vallarta is full of young girls right now, and he was basically having a heyday, Smith said. Jeez, man. Who knows what he was doing down there? Right. The same stuff. I Googled the hotel they caught him at. Pretty shifty looking. Oh, yeah. Motel yeah. 6. Or uh, like Hotel that. Los Angeles. Okay. Like oh, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Like, would it be Los or Los? It was L-O-S. Either yeah. yeah, either way. That's, that word is by. <laughs> <laughs> the tipster sent a photo of Luster to Chapman, who immediately got on a plane to Mexico, she said. Once there, Chapman had the informant contact Luster and attempt to set him up with a meeting where he could capture the convicted rapist. After four canceled meetings, Chapman and his crew moved in when they spotted Luster one early morning at a hotel. Witnesses said a man they believe was Chapman grabbed Luster just as the fugitive was ordering tacos from a street vendor a short distance from the beach. So I had heard a story that there was a shootout in the streets of Mexico and yeah. Dog got Luster. Now nah, he was ordering tacos from a street guy. <laughs> hey, bro, yeah. put down the tacos. Are the fish tacos fresh, bro? These guys came along and began threatening him with tear gas, said the vendor. He said nothing. They threw him on the ground. He resisted as they put him in handcuffs. I heard them click. We were all watching. One witness who was eating nearby said Luster was placed face down while Chapman disrobed him. Other witnesses said Luster was not stripped. Get butt naked. Get butt naked. Get naked. (laughs) Three men were taping the incident, according to Robles and several other witnesses. Puerto Vallarta police were alerted to the incident when they received a report of a street fight. When officers arrived, witnesses recounted how Luster was subdued and then bundled into a van headed north. Two police cars gave chase, intercepting two vans near the Puerto Vallarta airport, and Zavala said officers found Luster inside one of the vehicles. The fugitive was sporting a goatee and identified himself to authorities as David Carrera. So he gave a fake name. Yeah, that's probably smart. <laughs> as would I, yeah. Married to yeah. Tia Carrera. Mm-hmm. And driving a Porsche Carrera. <laughs> So in addition to arresting Luster, police detained Chapman, his brother Tim, and his son Leland, as well as his agent Boris and a cameraman Jeff Sells. That's right. That's oh, right. Wow. He got in trouble for it. Yeah, that. he got arrested for it. All right, so the original crew was all down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah his yeah. son was with him. That's kind of crazy. He was 25. Leland was 25 when uh, all that went down. Wow. Yeah. Chapman and his team were initially denied bond, but after his wife Beth alerted the media and aroused public opinion in the United States, they were granted bail. 
Once out of jail on bond, they followed their attorney's advice and fled the jurisdiction, therefore becoming international bail jumpers themselves. (laughs) The irony is not lost on me. On September 24, 2006, days before the expiration on the statute of limitations, Chapman, along with his son Leland and Tim, were arrested by the United States Marshals and jailed in Honolulu on behalf of the Mexican government. It would have been awesome if there was a Mexican bail bondsman named Pero. (laughs) (laughs) Pero. Pero, the The bounty bounty hunter. (laughs) Out of the turntables. Instead of the metal guitars, it's like a mariachi band. <laughs> ding, 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 Ranchero ding, ding. music. <laughs> <laughs> Mexican authorities charged all three with deprivation of liberty involving the 2003 arrest of Luster because bounty hunting is illegal in Mexico. They did not obtain permission to leave the country while out on bail in 2003, and the Mexican government declared the three Chapman's fugitives from justice and tried to get them extradited to Mexico for sentencing. <laughs> Ask Chapman. <laughs> After many court hearings on August 2nd, 2007, the first criminal court in Puerto Vallarta dismissed all criminal charges pending against Dwayne, Leland, and Tim on the grounds that the statute of limitations had expired. The order effectively canceled all pending charges. So they got out of it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And they went down there and got a rapist. Like, yeah. That's just a bunch of red tape and bullshit they kind of had to go through to it get is. It also is. It also is sort of those weird, like, legal lines where you're like, yeah, you're performing the equivalent of, like, a citizen's arrest in a place that doesn't allow that to occur. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it is one of those rule of law <laughs> things, you know? Like, I know it seems like whatever, but you are still breaking the law. Ass Chapman. <laughs> you should put your phone away during dinner. But before you do, Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Now, enjoy that dinner and enjoy the show. The capture of one of the most wanted men in America in the fashion like he did put Dog on the map and got him a TV show that made him somewhat of a household name in the U.S. Dog the Bounty Hunter aired on TV from 2004 to 2012. It had everything. A theme song from Ozzy Osbourne, unique characters, and the real-life drama of hunting down wanted fugitives. It was really a very entertaining show, kind of like we talked about. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, that. Especially when they got into the heat of the battle where they're putting handcuffs on a guy or he's running and they're chasing him. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah. But the formula was usually the same. They'd get tips from a family member or a friend, aggressively hunt the fugitives down, and once they had them captured, they would have the come-to-Jesus talk with mm-hmm. them. you got to leave the people higher than they were than when you found them. <laughs> nah, sometimes they showed up and they were real high. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we get much higher than that. Man. Yeah. This mostly encompassed talking to sweaty criminals that are now handcuffed and offering them the a token cigarette. cigarette while they tried to dissect what happened and what had gotten them into that situation. <laughs> Formula worked. I mean, It did. Oh, time and time again. Because you knew it was coming. They'd rough them up, talk a bunch of shit, get them in the van, kind of calm them down, play the little like inspirational music. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they had street cred at that point, and people who were turning them in, in my opinion, were people that were just trying to get a little bit of screen time. Yeah. That's you really what I like mean? said. People who I hated that motherfucker. When yeah, I was out I there, that. they were like, fuck that guy, dude. Yeah. And in fact, I imagine a lot of people caught shit from their fucking families if they turned in other people to Dog the Bounty. Oh, yeah. But that guy's office, the production office, everything was right down the, the street. Yeah, it was over there off Queen Street. Like, I could have walked down there, and, you know, I... Where they do the intro on the show every time? Well, no, I think it just was like his production office or whatever. But mm-hmm. I remember they were like, yeah, it's just right down the street on Queen Street, you know. So I debated sometimes going in there to try to clog his toilet or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, the formula definitely worked. So much so that South Park did an episode where Cartman yep. was the dog. One of the best. Oh, of the best man. Ever. I am the dog. <laughs> uh, probably the most popular line out of that show. Go with Christ, bro. Go with Christ, bro. Bear me said I said, bro. But I mean, like, even in South Park, it kind of showed that, like, because they had Beth and that, you know, with the, we mm-hmm. talked about that with the wig and the boobs. Yeah. But I mean, like, Cartman was, like, almost the same height as Beth and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, like, I remember... Did we ever get a height check on this guy? I mean, because I mean, when he would stand next to Beth, he would just kind of be a little bit over her. Mm-hmm. But I know he had some special boots. Like, really? y'all remember the boots from the show? Oh yeah, the cowboy boots. They look like okay, so they look like normal cowboy boots. But there was one episode where one of the boots was like coming undone, and he was sitting there trying to fix it. And he goes into this little speech about it, and you know, Beth's like, "Oh man, he's got to have his boots. His boots are just like a part of him, you mm-hmm. know, and he can't do any hunting without it." And uh, Tim's like, yeah, it looks like Dog is, uh, you know, a bounty hunter and a shoesmith, you know, mm-hmm. he's fixing it. Cobbler. You know, but uh, Dog was like, all right, my boots, they have a special sole in it for running. <laughs> and and I can kick people with the tips of it, too. They were gold-plated tips, you know, he could kick people if I needed. I thought it was heightening, like uh, Mickey from Seinfeld, Kramer's uh, <laughs> small buddy. <laughs> and then he throws out, and they have a special heel for force kicking doors open. Uh, All right. Was it like a spring-loaded heel? (laughs) No, it was like, you look at it, it's like a heightened boot. Man, that boot, all it did was give him an extra, like, two inches in height. You know what I mean? Like Monster dork, dude. dude, Just a total fucking nerd. No, man, that that, that two inches, that was a special heel for force-kicking doors open. Yeah, and honestly, uh, I'm sure almost everybody that's ever lived has worn a pair of cowboy boots and tried to run in them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. hey, how about you just get a pair of fucking Nikes, dog? But he would also puff his hair up, too, to like yes. give him an extra inch or two yeah. in height on that end, He had too. that bouffant that was real popular with chicks around 2006 <laughs> where they would <laughs> puff it up, you know? Yeah, just, like I said, fucking monster nerd. But I think him and Beth were pretty much the same height. Probably so. Take. And she was yeah. tiny, you know? I mean, she wasn't tiny. She was short. <laughs> take short, man. She was a big old thick butt. <laughs> Soccer, it was a goalie butt. <laughs> as, uh, as Kanye would say, what was it, uh? Something about the... The girlfriend's name was Lexus, but her friend's name was Minivan. <laughs> <laughs> Beth was definitely Minivan. <laughs> so Dog had created, over the years, many dogisms that mm-hmm. were just kind of like his little catchphrases. Yeah. One that uh, caught, caught my eye. It said, uh, with blood in one eye and a tear in the other, we'll hunt you down and call you brother. <laughs> How often do you get blood in your eye? That seems like a biohazard. Well, almost like you the punch blood me that they're in the going face. to get him. They're going to go capture him. Yeah, it's horrible. And it's thing. here because they feel bad for him. Yeah. Blood in your eye, huh? All yeah. Right. Well, one of Dog's phrases he definitely wished he could take back, and it came in October 2007. Chapman gained negative public attention after a <sighs> private phone conversation between him and his son, Tucker, was leaked to the media. Oh, I remember mm-hmm. this. I forgot about it until you just said it. Uh-huh. Yep. The conversation was about the relationship his son was having with the black woman. During the recording, Chapman can be heard saying the N-word several times. Once the tape was made public, A&E announced it was suspending production of Chapman's TV series pending an investigation. He got canceled, bro. Yep. On Halloween 2007, Chapman issued a public apology, but on November 2nd, 2007, just three days later, A&E announced it was nonetheless removing the show from their schedule for the foreseeable future. Didn't it come back for like two seasons or something like that? Mm. So in December 2007, Roy Innes, the chairman of the Congress of Racial Equality and a member of the National Rifle Association's governing board, 
and one of the first to petition the A&E Network to have the show taken off the air, met with Alicia Cohen of the New York Sun and with Chapman. Later, Anna said, After meeting with him and his wife, Beth, and hearing his side of the story, we realized that the controversy had unjustly spiraled out of context, out of control without context. Dwayne has taken ownership of the damage of his words and has taken on the responsibility of being a racial healer for our country. See, I find that bullshit. He got caught, you know, at the end of the day. And now he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. But you know what? Uh, That's he's only apologizing. He he got caught. He kept going. He said, I've been with this man several times and had extensive dialogues with him. I consider him and his wife good friends. Dwayne is a changed man and has a higher purpose. Popular television is a wasteland of meaningless titillation and degradation. The dog's potential to take his celebrity and turn it into something redeeming for our culture and society is immense. It is for these reasons that I want his television show back on the air. Mm-hmm. And I also took a bribe, too. I was about so, to say, how much was the check? Yeah. I mean, all that being said, though, I am completely shocked that a man that looks like that is racist. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. I thought for sure. Yeah. And this like, guy with a mullet. Yeah. This five foot two guy with a mullet. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, so that's how you guys select the people that should be like the racial ambassadors is the guys dropping the N word. Yeah, get exactly. Caught. Hey, brother. Thing is, now that you know the error of your way since you were caught, now you're going to. Heal the country. I feel completely different now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In February 2008, A&E announced that Chapman's TV show would return to production. So what is DOG up to now? With his television career pretty much done after one season, after a one season run of Dogs Most Wanted, the blonde bondsman has another issue he's dealing with. I'm broke, says Dog in a new profile. Shocking. In the New York Times. Really? Yep. I thought he was uh, doing fairly well. The Times points out that in addition to finding himself without a TV contract, the 66-year-old reality star has 12 children, 11 grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren, many of whom Dog is presumably helping to support, on top of the medical bills that piled up while Beth was battling cancer. Mm -hmm. And the way bounty hunting works in general, Dog is struggling to find out what his next move is going to be. Probably a, a walker or something along. Maybe one of those rascals that he can get around trying to catch people on. He's almost sitting seventy. Now he's wag the dog walker. Yeah, dude. Good luck catching me, dog. <laughs> he's uh hunting down dogs that like shit in people's yard that they bitch about on next door. <laughs> the bounty shitter. Dude, yeah, I've got no sympathy. Sorry. I mean, I feel bad about the best situation. That's unfortunate, but you know, don't create twelve kids. What yeah. are they, disciples? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's insane. The guy, and like, yeah, six marriages, 12 kids. Dog and the 12 puppies? Five, yeah. five marriages, 12 kids. About to be six when he gets married. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was They've counting been together for like three months now. Yeah. It's time to get married. Yeah. But apparently, according to everybody, this new one has the blessing of everybody, whereas Moon did not have right. the blessing of everybody. We didn't talk about it, but uh, Dog's brother Tim got oh, caught jerking yes. off in a van in a parking lot. Yeah, what? that's right. Yeah, it was in a, like, I think yeah. it was in a food land, which is the, the main grocery store out there in Hawaii. And then he tried to explain that he was like, it wasn't what it looked like. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't it know. It was a sock puppet. I, would say, I don't know what else beating off looks like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, I, can't, I mean, I can't even imagine that. You just, you're just like, I just, I can't wait. I can't I wait to get, get home. One in the so lot. I mean, like, what's going on with everybody? Tim Leland and all that. Well, Leland tried days? to go MMA and got yeah. fucking worked. And, he fought uh, two fights and hurt his knee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 He got nice scared. Movie. He was like, oh, I just realized that this shit's for real, and yeah. I don't have my bear mace. <laughs> I think they're still doing the bail bondsman thing, just not yeah. with a TV contract. 
That's it. Yeah. So yeah. that is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay. All right. All right. Final scores. All right. Like I said, um, he didn't kill a guy directly. He but he's got a away. body on him. Yeah, he he's got a body. body. A couple arm not, robberies. Not like, he's got a body on him. <laughs> <laughs> he does, though, man. I mean, those arms. Wouldn't you wear them? Oh, hey, he's got vest? a mullet on him, all right? Yeah. And he always had that shirt unbuttoned. Always. Like, always. Times, yeah. yeah. You know, the asshole rating for me is tough. I, I started him at a five, I think. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. He's just a fucking nerd. I'll give him a six. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I, uh, you know, everything that we heard today, I don't think that anything really pushed him over the edge. I mean, like, I do not like the fact that he's a racist and, you know, he kind of came out and said, I'm not. But I mean, at the you end are. of the day, when yeah. you drop those words, it, there's, some, yeah. I mean, that's just a part of your, your yeah. heritage. If, yeah. You know if you're being recorded and you're not aware that you're being recorded and you're throwing those words out. That Talking to your son. That right. isn't the only time that guy right. used the word. Yeah, he exactly. used that word on the regular, I get, uh, obviously. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You know what I mean? So points off for that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, he didn't kill anybody. His friend did. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, honestly, in that situation, I think some Texas laws are fucking crazy. So I don't really actually hold him to that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day. Outside of the racism, I don't really see where he's like a major asshole. So where my 5.5 is, I think I'm going to jump it up to a six and call it a day. The armed right. robberies, though. Yeah, I know. But it's still at the same time, like there was stuff that we did as teenagers that I would didn't repulse anybody, though. <laughs> yeah. I hear you at the same time. But there's stuff that I did as a teenager that repulses yeah, certainly. my 40 year old self. <laughs> I didn't arm rob anybody, but at the same time, you know, I understand it. So, I mean. Yeah, I'm jumping up to a 6.0 from a 5.5. Okay. All right. Pretty, yeah, no, that's understandable because I'm kind of in the same boat. A lot of the stuff he did, he wasn't the guy that pulled the trigger on the right. murder. Mm -hmm. He was kind of, you know, he quit school at seventh grade level. I mean, think about that. But, I mean, Education there is just not. This is really But he became a multimillionaire after dropping out of seventh grade. Yeah. yeah. You hear about that sometimes. I mean, yeah, that happens of course. To, TV show thing. Yeah. But it's surprising because. He strikes me as a very high-minded individual. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those guys that is just, I guess he's, he works hard enough and he puts on a good enough show to where people want to watch it. Sure. I was sure. one of those people. Sure. You know what I mean? So I can't really bash him for like the character that he's kind of become because that's who he is, I guess. You know, I don't like the fact, obviously, you know, the being an accessory to murder, like I said, average guy is what, four to five, three, four, five, somewhere in there. You put a body on your record, you know, it's going to jump a little. Uh, end of the day, I'll give him a 6.25, actually. Ooh, a quarter. Ooh, I'll give him I a like quarter that point six bump. and a quarter. That's right. All right. It's like I got Final Jeopardy right and yeah. outbid you guys by a dollar. Yeah, yeah you did it. <laughs> All right. Well, with a 6.0 from Buddy, a 6.0 from Mikey, and a 6.25 from Randy, Dog the Bounty Hunter Chapman's final asshole score is a 6.083 repeating. Right. Okay. There you Feels go. Feels about right. Yeah. That's ass Chapman. <laughs> ass Chapman. <laughs> all right. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. As always, give us a like or follow on all of our social media platforms. We really appreciate the support. And, uh, of course, what we really like is those sweet, sweet five-star reviews. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Got a couple laughs. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you next week on another episode of Asshole Court. Asshole Court.